like it traces they think they found the lineage for who Jack the Ripper was, and it was a detective that worked for the London police, and it was one of their nephews. Again, this is a theory, maybe. Dude, oh, you know, I remember there being a documentary when Netflix was still uh, DVDs in the mail. Oh shit. Um, <laughs> about like all the predominant theories of who it was, which, you know, like, like you were saying, someone who mm-hmm. was basically related to the cops and that's yeah. how they were one they step the ahead. Inside. And then like yep. the yep. whole Prince Albert theory and like, Oh, I remember uh, that one too. Yeah. Story in the news today. You believe in ghosts and the paranormal. Or are they like some crazy experimental, you know, governmental I don't know, planes that they're building? Police in Española are catching more than just criminals. They're catching images of what they believe are ghosts. There's this weird animal-like creature that was shot, wolf-like creature that just stood out in some odd ways. And welcome to Strange Uncles. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. Yeah, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, just I, I don't. That's the why dream, I asked. I guess <laughs> the dream for know. sure. For sure. No, I'm. Uh, well, first of all, I'll just stop. Thanks for being flexible. I know we talked about that offline, but you know, for the listeners, we we, we kind of decided at least for the end of the year because everything going on, you know, we're going to do an every other week drop with some oddities in betwixt. Um, seems to be working, you know, but it just means that you know you guys actually don't get you know long content. I think I I don't know what the new season looks like, and and I'll just be the one to apologize on behalf of strange uncles because it's probably me and my time. Um, it is what it is. So you know. But, but I think we're going to end up, um, uh, we'll end up doing this. So this is a news episode. Uh, we do this every month or so, about every third or fourth episode, or if something's juicy coming through, uh, we'll probably have one more full length episode afterwards. And then we will, I think we want to do like a hiatus for the season, right? Kind of like, all right. Yeah. It's getting to be that time of year where, uh, no one has any fucking time for anything. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has any time for anything. So yeah, for sure. So I think we're going to do that. Um, I will say we've got a couple ideas floating around uh, about it. I think, um, like I said, I think uh, trying to figure out that there's some weird stuff going on in the news. Um, we'll start there. I think we're going to try to put some something together in that regard about to Peru. You know, we always mention it and it's still continuing, whether it's real or not. But it's just, boy, you'd think things die out after a while. Man, this has been going on for a good what, a couple months at least? Yeah, we always mention it, but we never really go into too deep into it. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. So we'll see what's going on. But yeah, how's everything on your side, man? Decent? Yeah, you know, uh, it went from the 80s to the 40s. then <laughs> Overnight, I know. Yeah, then that. back to the 60s for a second, and now it's back in the 40s. And then it'll be probably in the 60s when you're here. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, and yeah, it'll yeah. probably drop to like the 30s for three months. Yeah, well, that time of year it is. Yes, I am actually traveling to Salt Lake um, next week. It was kind of a preempt to visit, but it's strictly work. Um, like I said, you know, we talk a little offline. I'll probably be able to just see you on the way to the airport and stop by and say hi. But um, past that, we, it's just too much stuff going on. Um, you know, this is strictly a let's take care of shit we need to take care of and, you know, try to get things in tow. So 
will love. But it'll be nice being back in, in Salt Lake. And I got a guy traveling with me who has never been there. He's from Ohio, and he's never seen the site. And so, you know, I was uh, refreshing him on um, Utah etiquette in certain areas. And so he's aware <laughs> of what he's walking into. And we could go from there, you know. But, oh, I'm sure it's not that much different than Ohio. No, yeah, I can't. No, can't be too much anyway. But <laughs> uh, yeah, like we said, this is news, so we are gonna get into news right now. So yeah, a lot of stuff going on. I'll be honest with you. Um, and I don't know. Do you mind if I kick a small this off with a small little thing that I I caught a Go couple for it. days ago? This is interesting, but at the same time, it's it's probably fluff. I'm sure, but this is a different spin. I've never seen this on. Uh, this actually comes from the Irish Star. A uh, man claims he chopped up Loch Ness monster's carcass and buried it under school. You catch okay. us in your so <laughs> yeah found uh, taken care of gone yeah exactly. You hit all that. So here's the thing. It starts out. It's fucking hilarious. A uh, man has claimed he chopped up and incinerated the Loch Ness Monster's carcass and buried its partially burned remains under school in Scotland. For nearly a century, the world has wondered whether a mythical sea monster lives beneath the Loch Ness. A horde of people travel to the popular spot every year to catch sight of the creature, but now the search is in vain because allegedly uh, in 1942, um, this happened. And it was incinerated. So this guy called uh, Christopher McIlhenny, he made a Freedom of Information request, which, you know, we know of. Um, they work, I think, sometimes 50-50, depending on what you get back and what's blocked out, right? And sure. what's allowed to be read and what's not allowed to be read. But anyway, he got a hold of this report. Um, and this, so it wasn't reported until uh, like 1980, evidently. And it was an article out of the Strathairn Herald um, in Scotland. A guy by the name of Char- Charles Rankin uh, found the beast 81 years ago. And so this kind of is the breakdown here. The, the Herald that he got in the old article that he saw, the man and a friend apparently found the carcass of an animal, the like of which neither of us have seen before. Uh, he added, I decided to dispose of the carcass before the smell became offensive, and this had to be done before the tide flowed in again. Um, it's interesting because the guy that did this is actually, so the site, um, the site actually is in St. Ninian School in Gurok, which is now, that's what's there now. Evidently, there's an incendiary site on there back in the 40s. Uh, and that's where they actually took it to. And the guy was actually in charge of, he was a surveyor. So he actually worked uh, for a company called Berg Surveying um, in that area called Gurok. And again, he claimed he found the sea monster and he incinerated it. So it was reported that as the MOD and Royal Navy prevented photography of the, the fine Gorok Corporation, now succeeded by Inver Clyde Council, incinerated the beast and buried it beneath what is the playing fields of St. Ninian School in Gurok, which is now the site of the school. So the Public Protection Services contaminated land officer, which, Jesus, put that on a name tag, why don't you? Um, confirmed that if the sea monster was incinerated, it is unlikely there would be much in the way of identifiable materials left. Yeah, you think? especially from 80-something years ago. So inefficient incineration might leave some material intact, but this would be very unlikely for an industrial incineration faculty because they actually do what they're supposed to do. Um, Quote, uh, I see there are references to the monster being cut up and buried. Dependent on ground conditions, it is unlikely there would be much tissue remnants after 81 years of decomposition, uh, which was told by this uh, former counselor. He had always been fascinated with the tale, but never had the chance to check it out uh, with the council until now. And he got this freedom of information uh, release. So 
I don't know. I mean, interesting, you know, when you look at this, because there really haven't been sightings. And if you remember, I think we covered it. It was, what was it, three months ago or something like that, that they had that big over the weekend. They did sonar. They did this bunch of stuff. They had a bunch of volunteers. And somebody forgot Mm, to turn on half the equipment to fucking. (laughs) So there was that. I think we were covering the lead up to it. I don't. I don't remember the someone forgetting oh, the, to turn the half follow-up. the stuff on bit of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess several people like th- something happened. They forgot to turn on half the equipment, and so you know a lot of the shit was a waste anyway. But anyway, I don't know. So the search goes well, on. You know, wasn't the famous picture of Nessie like from like the sixties or the eighties though? Yeah, so I keep catching wind of that. Like it actually is, from what I understand, you mean the head, you know, the old black yeah. and white with it. Yeah, it was supposedly from like the 60s. And supposedly this guy came forward to say he was doing it with his kid as a as a as some weird project to scare a couple locals that were friends of theirs or something. Like it was a thing. It was okay. a floating weird sub that they tied a head on, supposedly, again, this guy said, but. I don't know, you know, but then again, there, there's uh, stories back from the late 1700s of monks that saw Loch Ness and stories in the early turn of the century, 1900s, where they saw it crossing the road. Um, they almost hit their Model T. And so, you know, there's been stories out there more than just, you know, that one. But well, obviously, that's famous, you know, it's kind of comes goes back to the whole Bigfoot thing. You know, is it a flesh and blood normal animal or is it <laughs> magic? Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, if Nessie's not magic, if it's like just a straight up like uh, relic population of dinosaurs or some shit, um, I, I, I've always, there would be more than yeah, one is yeah, what I'm saying. Exa- so exactly. If he, if a carcass washed up and he burned it and buried it, uh, doesn't mean it was the only one. Right. Exactly. Well, and my theory always went with, you know, because Loch Ness used to be part of the ocean or something. It was, there was a channel that used to lead, and then that change in geography changed. And I always had the thing that, oh, this is just plesiosaurs that got locked, got landlocked. Yeah. They can't go anywhere. And so, you know. Well, my Bible, which is <laughs> the uh, late 90s film Waterworld by Kevin Costner, oh, um, would, you know, if you follow my religion, uh, that clearly states that the earth has been covered by water in you know a couple times oh clearly yeah we are well there you go yeah see so so right there fact fact not fiction people anyway so i figured i'd jump with that uh what do you got man well since we're talking about folklore stuff (laughs) um let's talk about uh the massive indonesian pyramid with hidden chambers that was likely built before the dawn of civilization. Oh, I stumbled on this. I was hoping you maybe would pick at this. All right. I'm tiddly. Yeah. So uh, this is from the debrief, which, uh, you know, uh, full transparency, most of my stories are from that because (laughs) it's a good place to find weird news stories that aren't total bullshit. It is. Absolutely. Um, So uh, this is about the site at uh, Gunung Padang, a giant megalithic structure in West Java, Indonesia, which was likely built thousands of years before the accepted date for the dawn of civilization, according to a newly published research that suggests the famous site may be home to the world's oldest pyramid. Mm. Constructed during the last ice age, sometimes be sometime between 25,000 and 14,000 years ago. Uh, the new research reveals that the famous Indonesian site is believed to be older than the famed pyramids of Egypt by several thousand years, and even older than the 12,000-year-old stoneworks of Gobekli Tepe 
in modern day Turkey, making it the oldest known feat of engineering of its kind. Hmm. Um, perhaps even more compelling tomographic tests performed at the dig site revealed that ancient structure likely contains many large hidden chambers that have remained buried for thousands and thousands of years. Once explored, these chambers may contain clues about the site's mysterious builders, as well as what its purpose might have been. Um, so I'm not going to read all of this cause it's kind of long, but, yeah, yeah. uh, Basically, Ganung Penning translates to Mountain of Enlightenment. Um, it was most mm. likely built over thousands of years. Uh, I, I kind of think it's cool that it dates back to 25,000 years ago, maybe, but like taking 11,000 years to build. I, don't know I about that. yeah, but, but uh, you know, boy. smarter men than I have are the ones doing this research. I, so I'm maybe just, I shouldn't. <laughs> that so, would take a uh, good general contractor to get all that arranged. That's a big, that's a big timeline for yeah, a project. Well, and know? according to this, they think they did it with basically rudimentary hand tools. So yeah, it could oh. take, I could see it taking hundreds of years even, but thousands. Wouldn't thousands. you think that the next guy in charge is going to go, you know what? We've been digging the dog with this thing for about 1800 years. I let's, we're good. Let's move on and do something else. I, I don't well, know. You know, and, and I think that uh, this might be in this article and I might have just kind of skimmed past it. But I, I think when when they look at building sites that are. Uh, that are like this, that where the buildings have spanned thousands of years or, or even hundreds of years or whatever, um, it's usually like they build it and then they keep adding to it. It's not just oh, necessarily they're just building the the one thing takes forever to fucking build. It's like, right, right you know, they keep adding to it as time goes by. Well, they they um, say that about global Tempe too, that that was a thing. Like it was a, you know, it started here and it was just an expansion of, so, you know, I, yeah, good point. Maybe, you know, yeah. The oldest core of the pyramid is estimated to have been constructed during the remarkable time frame of 25,000 to 14,000 BCE. Mm, um, crazy. So I'm imagining that like they were working on other parts of it too. It wasn't just like, Finally, yeah. after 11,000 years, we've completed this one thing. Who, who's going to cut the ribbon on this one? Oh. It's been a bit. Oh. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing, though, too, is um, that they had really advanced masonry skills, um, which kind of predate what they should have. Um, so the builders of Unit 3 and Unit 2 at Ganang, uh, Padang, must have possessed remarkable masonry capabilities, which do not align with the traditional hunter gatherer cultures. The researchers write hmm. this study sheds light on advanced masonry skills dating back to the last glacial period. They add while noting that this finding challenges the conventional belief of human civilization and the development of advanced construction techniques emerged only during the warm period of the early Holocene or the beginning of the Neolithic, which the advent of agriculture approximately or sorry, with the advent of agriculture approximately 11,000 years ago. Instead, the researchers say the evidence gathered at Ganang, Petang, and other sites such as Gobekli Tepe suggests that advanced construction practices were already present when agriculture had perhaps not yet been invented, which to me hmm. is fucking crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. um, that like puts like the notion of how civilization advanced from you know hunter gatherers yeah, to right, right, farming right. to like this you know, is how that should have chronologic you know up into, yeah yeah it throws that whole timeline on its head which is wild and it kind of like it's crazy always leads me back to that little theory i have in my head of of uh 
humanity was a lot more advanced than we think it was, but there have been cataclysms over time that kind of right. like set people back. You know what I mean? Not, not even back, so, but like reset. Like we were forced to have to reset, then reset again, you know? Yeah. So that kind of could explain like, okay, we remember some of these advanced masonry things from before whatever mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. So society has that at the same time they're learning how to farm again, you know? Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, That's crazy. Instead of you know the old school, like, well, first there were hunter gatherers and then they learned how to farm. And then once there was a surplus of food, they started having people who's, who could have other jobs besides growing food. Yeah. Kind of because that makes sense, you know? right? When you see that, it's just like, you know, you're a baby, then you're toddler, then you're, you know, it's the same thing. Everybody wants to see this, you know, this, this order of going up the pyramid or whatever. Yeah. Happened. Well, and in you know. hunter gatherer societies, like the only job anyone has is finding food. Right. For, well, yeah. Otherwise you know, you're going to fucking like die. everyone I mean, has other things besides that, like raising kids and all that kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, but, uh, that's why they, when I was being taught history, they would think they would say like, that's how it progressed. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you're in a hunter gatherer band, that's all everyone does is concentrated on is food, not making art, not making buildings, not, right. you know, right. uh, not Try, trying to actually warriors. survive and not be eaten by something out there. Yeah. yeah. But also hunter gatherer <laughs> bands tend to be pretty small. Right. Um, right. So, yeah. Huh. Anyway, that's kind of cool. I, I love say, it with the history, you know, and it just, keep, again, we've said this where, you know, we keep finding something that resets history again. It resets. Oh, wait, no, this might have happened, you know, 3000 years earlier. Like, that's just that just gives it that much closer to what you're kind of talking about. And I'm kind of on your I don't know, dude, I'm in your party as far as that's concerned. I I think we had shit here way before we ever thought we had shit here. So you know yeah and it might have been different shit which might be why we can't we don't understand it or like right. why we can't find right. evidence of it you know what i'm saying right. yep. is because yep. it's like if i hate to use this example but let's say they were using let's look at uh the disney cartoon atlantis right <laughs> let's um and they have like the like, like previous civilizations technology was based on crystals and vibration or something like right. that like right? they something found today how to make we, them work yeah we know that it's a thing, but we don't know how to do anything with it. Yeah. Anything useful with it. Right. Um, so like if we saw a bunch of crystals laying around something, we wouldn't necessarily think, Oh, they used these tools to make this thing because we wouldn't even know they were tools. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway. and a lot of time, I think those ancient civilizations, you know, they learn to utilize nature around them. You know, I, yeah, no, I, I understand. Well, they, and even if know. they were just using good old fashioned muscle power, like, I really love the field of applied archaeology where they like look at what ancient people said they did to build things and don't say, oh, this is the only way they could explain aliens. They say, what if they were actually that's exactly what they meant and they do it like they did with the uh, Moai, how Mm -hmm. like the the folklore was that the Moai, Moai walked into position and they were like, oh, yeah, well, you could walk it with ropes. And then they just got a big piece of rock mm-hmm. tied some ropes around it and walked it down a path. Like it was walking on its own. Once they got it going, it took like no effort. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Once they figured out the key. Yeah. 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 So. It, it, but and like, if you just heard about that in our modern age with all our modern tools and technology, you'd think that, that it, there's no way that could work. But then a couple of, you know, a, a doctoral candidate and a couple of undergrads go out and, and do it, just do it. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. oh, yeah, that works. Yeah. Th- this is how this is planned. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. No. Well, and so here, so here's mine. I will raise you. I will see your um, change of pyramid history and things that we thought were there. And I will raise you 
a 3,700-year-old Babylonian stone that um, has changed history, evidently. You ready for this one? Um, uh, does it have anything to do with uh, Gozer the Gozerian? I wish. It might. But, oh, by the way, did you see the new Ghostbusters trailer? You probably don't give two shits. It looks awesome. I saw, like, the 